Hello there, faithful listener. You've tuned in to season seven of the Bible Explained podcast. So make sure to grab your cup of coffee because today we are going to be discussing the book of First Samuel. Hello and good morning, friends and faithful listeners, and welcome to the Bible Explained podcast. And hi, my name is Jen. I am the host here. So since today is Friday, we are going to be talking out of the Old Testament, and we are still discussing one of the most famous stories in the entire Bible, which is the battle of David and Goliath. So let's read 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 26 through 37 today. We're going to be talking about how people just are really trying to discourage David and even call him names and accuse him of things before he goes down to battle this giant in the valley. So let's read this. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. as usual, but make sure to grab your version of scripture that you prefer to read out of, because don't forget that my podcast is just a commentary. It's not the actual Bible. So it's always very helpful to have the Bible in front of you when you are studying the scriptures. So I always encourage you guys to grab your version of the Bible, but also make sure to grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea to enjoy along with me today as we read 1 Samuel 17, 26 through 37. David spoke to the men who stood by him saying, what shall be done to the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? The people answered him in this way, saying, So it shall be done to the man who kills him. Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the man. And Eliab's anger burned against David, and he said, Why have you come down? With whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the evil of your heart, for you have come down that you might see the battle. David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? He turned away from him toward another and spoke like that again. And the people answered him again the same way. When the words were heard, which David spoke, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go down and fight with this Philistine. Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. David said to Saul, your servant was keeping his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after him and struck him and rescued it out of his mouth. When he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, struck him and killed him. Your servant struck both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, since he has defied the armies of the living God. David said, Yahweh, who delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go. Yahweh will be with you. So Goliath has effectively thrown down the gauntlet to Israel, and every single morning he's going down into the valley to harass Israel because Goliath is a giant. He's approximately nine foot tall. He knows that he is a warrior, and he believes, he's so arrogant, that he believes nobody in Israel could possibly ever defeat him. In all honesty, because the Holy Spirit had left Saul, King Saul at this point, everyone in Israel was absolutely terrified of Goliath. And Goliath knew this. And so him going down into the valley every single day to scream to the Israelites for someone to come down and battle him was the Philistines way of intimidating the Israelites and taking even more land from them. 
So this happened for 40 days until David, this teenager, comes to the battle site because he was actually sent by his own father to go to the battle site. And his father actually sent a whole bunch of gifts with David. And David's family was relatively close to Saul. David himself was Saul's hymnist. He would go to Saul and play the harp for him whenever Saul was being tormented by an evil spirit. And David would play his hymns and the evil spirit would leave Saul. So Saul actually really liked David and David's family. So David was relatively close to Saul. And also David's three oldest brothers were soldiers in Saul's army. But even David's three older brothers were terrified in the presence of Goliath. So David hears and sees Goliath go down into the valley. And he also watches all of the Israelites run the opposite direction from Goliath. They were all absolutely terrified. So David, it says in verse 26, starts asking around about Goliath. And not only that, he begins insulting Goliath. Here's what it says. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And so the people are answering David's questions. But Eliab, David's oldest brother, hears David asking around about Goliath and what's going to be done if somebody goes and kills Goliath. So Eliab gets super angry at his little brother. He's just like, how dare you? Here's what he says in verse 28. Why have you come down? Who have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the evil of your heart. You have come down that you might see the battle. Now, there's a few reasons why this is insanely insulting. The first reason being that Eliab was the oldest brother. He was the birthright holder in David's family. And the birthright holder had a lot of esteem in Israel. And so Eliab specifically saying this to David is absolutely humiliating him in front of all of these other soldiers. Eliab is purposefully humiliating David. He's calling him a worthless shepherd because shepherds at this point in time were not looked at as anything special. It was the servant's role. And so he's calling David a servant. He's like, who did you leave those few little sheep with out in the wilderness, shepherd boy? Why are you here? And he says, I know that you have evil in your heart. I know the only reason you came to this battle site was that you could see a battle happen today. So Eliab is humiliating David. And I am sure that this is a very common occurrence in David's household because David in the last chapter was totally forgotten about when Samuel came to have a feast with David's family. So much so that Samuel actually had to ask Jesse if all of the sons were there. And then Jesse was like, oh yeah, there is one missing, isn't there? <laughs> He's out in the field, you know, tending to those little sheep or whatever. So David was totally forgotten about. He was the youngest son. He was probably totally looked down upon in his family as being the youngest, as being the servant boy. Whereas Eliab, this man who in the last chapter described him as very tall and very handsome, he probably was like the golden child of his family. And now he's this great soldier in Saul's army and everything. So this probably was extremely humiliating. I don't know if you've ever been humiliated by a family member. But it is like soul wrenching when it happens because your family members are supposed to be the ones who take care of you the most. Right. So when a family member humiliates you in front of everybody, it truly is a, a deeper level of humiliation than it would be if 
just some random person humiliated you in front of people. And David, I'm sure, was relatively used to this level of humiliation. Now, why would Eliab do this? Why would Eliab just humiliate David? Well, first and foremost, he probably always did. And so it was not something uncommon to him. Secondly, David was asking around about the Philistine. And not only that, he was insulting the Philistine. Whereas Eliab's heart was so fearful of this Philistine, he was probably angry that David was insulting the Philistine when Eliab and David's other brothers couldn't bring themselves to do that out of fear of the Philistines. So David had this level of courage that probably embarrassed Eliab because Eliab didn't have that level of courage. And this kind of shows a little bit why God did not choose Eliab to be the next king, but rather chose David to be the next king. This story right here shines a lot of light into why God did not choose Eliab in the last chapter. So Eliab was probably feeling embarrassed that his little brother, his, his little servant brother is showing him up. And also it could be that Eliab is terrified because he's feeling an amount of pressure because of David, because David is asking around, wondering about the Philistine, insulting the Philistine. And so now Eliab, the oldest son, the tall soldier is probably now feeling pressure that he might have to be the one to go out and battle against this Philistine. So not only is he embarrassed by David, but he's also feeling extremely fearful because of what David is doing, not realizing that David is probably not thinking about Eliab at all in this moment. He's probably thinking, who's going to go fight this battle? If nobody goes and fights it, maybe I will. That's probably what David is thinking at this point in time. And yet Eliab is probably starting to feel pressure put on by his younger brother. And we know that fear has a tendency to make people really lash out. So Eliab lashes out at David, insults him, and probably all these soldiers who are friends with Eliab are chuckling right along with him at the expense of David. And so David says to Eliab, what have I now done? Is there not a cause? This, this definitely shows that this was common occurrence in David's life because he's not shocked at all that Eliab is making fun of him and insulting him, calling him a little shepherd, a little servant. And he's like, what now? What have I done now that you're insulting me for? <laughs> and he's like, is there not a cause? Because it's true. David specifically went to the battlefront for a specific reason. His father sent him. David didn't just go out by himself to go see a battle like Eliab said. David went because Jesse sent him. And so David, all he was doing was following his father's instructions and obeying him. I did nothing wrong. I have a purpose for being here. But here's what's really cool about it. David does not let the insults of his brother deter him. In verse 30, he turned away from his brother and turned towards another and started speaking again about the Philistine. So nothing Eliab said deterred David at all. David had a one track mind. He was like, I want to know more about this terrible Goliath guy who is insulting our God. So David's words were so unique. 
They were so bold. They were so courageous after he's asking around about Goliath that they actually make it to King Saul. Somebody goes and tells Saul that David is asking around the camp about Goliath. So Saul sends for David because he knew David. And he's like, David, what, what are you doing? And David says to Saul in verse 32, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. So David's like, look, I asked around. Nobody wants to do it. So don't let anybody be fearful any longer. I'm going to go and fight against this Philistine. I will take this job on. I will do it. And so Saul tries to deter David. He says, you're not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him for you are but a youth and he a man of war from his youth. So, so Saul is like, David, you're not going out there because you're a little boy and little boys can't fight against giants. This reminds me, <laughs> I had a comment a little while back on YouTube, actually. It's always on YouTube. I swear people on YouTube are just like ready for a fight as compared to every other social media platform. Uh, people on YouTube, they just really like fighting. So this guy commented on one of my videos. Let me see if I can find it here. It was actually a video about God's kill count and how it's a stupid argument. And so somebody commented about a month ago and he says, this is stupendously weak. Jen here would get decimated in a debate stage. I recommend she keeps the grift on a smaller scale. <laughs> I just, I laugh at the comment because it really reminds me of the tactic that Satan always uses is to lie to you. He always wants to tell you, you cannot do that. That thing that God is telling you to do, no, you're not going to be good for that. You're not going to be a good parent. You're not going to be good at that job. You are going to make a fool of yourself. You are too young. You are too old. You cannot do that. And Saul, who does not have God's spirit anymore, is unfortunately adding to these lies that David is hearing. First, he's being insulted by his brother just moments before this. And now he is being told by the king of Israel that he is too young. But if God tells you to do something, there is nothing that will be able to stop you. And David knows this because here's how he answers Saul. Verse 34, David says to Saul, your servant was keeping his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after him, struck him and rescued it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, struck him and killed him. Your servant has struck both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, since he has defied the armies of the living God. So David knows, he knows that he can defeat this Philistine. And the reason he knows this is because God has rescued him many times before. When David has been up against creatures just as ferocious as somebody like Goliath. I mean, think about a hungry bear or a hungry lion that wants its meal and David is in its way. Those bears and lions are certainly going to try to attack David, animals that are way, way stronger than David, a 16 to 18 year old, would ever be. I mean, people around here, I live in like bear country, people getting killed by bears are unfortunately increasing every single decade. 
Bears are ferocious creatures, and so are lions. These animals are ferocious, and yet David, through the strength of God, was able to defeat these two. And so he says in verse 37, Yahweh, who delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. So David knows confidently that God is on his side and that if David goes down and fights against that Philistine, God will deliver David. And so Saul hears this passionate speech that David just gives. And Saul says to him, go, Yahweh will be with you. So even Saul is moved by the words of David because David was confident and he knew the truth. He knew that God would always be with him. Do you know that same truth? Do you know that God is always with you? Or do you believe the lies that the world is telling you that you are not strong enough to do something or you are not young enough to do something or old enough to do something or courageous enough to do something or whatever it might be? Who are you going to believe? The world that is always lying, that is always twisting truth. Or are you going to believe God and the Holy Spirit who gives truth, who is the source of truth and who tells you that he will never leave you or forsake you and who tells you that he gives strength and power and encourages you? Who are you going to believe? The source of truth or the source of lies? This truly is a very encouraging portion of scripture. And you know, if any of you need prayer over something, feel free to reach out. I have my contact information listed in the description of this episode. And I do read my emails. I should mention that. I do read them. And uh, I try to respond to every single email. Um, But guys, if you have a prayer request, send it my way and I will pray for you. Faithful listeners, I will see you all on Monday so that we can learn a little bit more about David facing off against this giant Goliath. I hope to see you all then, but I also hope that you have a fantastic weekend. Happy listening and God bless.